Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. The Safe Haven Podcast is a space for you to be real, raw, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious, and or completely carefree. This podcast offers a space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life, and a judgment-free zone. Join me and my powerful guests as we dive into a variety of conversations and topics. Listen from where you are, as you are. Think, laugh, and cry along with us, whether you're in your car, in your kitchen, chasing your kids, running your business, caregiving for someone that you love, getting a mani-pedi while you're in the hospital, a treatment center, sitting on the deck, on the dock, or out for a run. These weekly stories and messages will hit you right in the heart, fill up your cup, and recharge your spirits. Happy Thursday. It's almost the end of October. I don't know how that happened. I probably say this every year. Where did the time go? Time is flying, but I actually can't believe that we are getting into November at the end of next week. Crazy. It is beyond me. Ooh, I just realized that next Thursday is Halloween. That's going to be a fun one. I'll be sure to make that a fun one. Before we get too far, we have some loose ends to tie up. I went to a concert last weekend and I was prepping for this concert before this TGIT or for the TGIT for last week had actually released. Let me tell you about it. It was awesome. Amazing. So we went to see, well, there was numerous bands, but the two that were the megas were Papa Roach and Shinedown. Melissa, thank you so much for including me. It was a very last minute invite. It was a very last minute adventure to say the least, but it was such a great one. And I just feel so so lucky. So thank you so much for that. We got floor seat tickets for free and not just floor tickets. We were there early enough to get within meters of the stage, pretty much the second row behind the big bouncers and blue t-shirts and barricades. And we're also close enough that when they were throwing out the, um, what are they called? Guitar picks at the end of their sets and stuff. I got two. I got a Papa Roach one and I got a Shine Down one. And I haven't decided what I'm going to do with them yet, whether I'm going to give them to someone who plays guitar, who likes the bands, or stick them away somewhere in my, oh, Allison and I call them clusterfuck drawers, but you know what I mean. Everyone's got one. And then you pull them out every now and then you're like, woo, this is nice. I remember this. This reminds me of this and this and this. And actually, the one of the guitar pick has the date and it even says Abbotsford, BC, which is very special because that's where it was. And BC so far has been awesome. So good to me. Thank you, BC. Okay, next. Guys, I finally have this new setup figured out and I am very pleased with it. The new setup, remember, is the H5. So I got a Zoom H5. If you have any interest in this kind of stuff, I'm definitely going to link it because it is a series of recorders that apparently are kind of like the best of the best. And I'm not tooting my own horn here, just sharing my excitement because as you know, if you're an avid listener, thank you. I had started with the blue Yeti. So the blue is the the brand of it, I guess, or the make of it. It was the model called the Yeti. And for those of you that have been my guests thus far, that's what you would have seen was the blue Yeti. Well, now I can tell you that it did not hold up as long as I'd hoped. And we don't really know why, but the good news is is that it's actually being covered under warranty. 
Cole was able to send me the receipt or the invoice or whatever he'd used to purchase it when he got it off of Amazon and has sent that PDF to me. I sent that onwards to Blue and Blue Microphones is going to be covering this. Thank goodness, because what happened twice now, and actually you might hear it a little bit, just like I'd said, the sound had been a bit inconsistent. So when I was actually driving across Canada this summer, we stopped in Winnipeg and I met up with Carolyn, a friend from university, and we recorded about her story as a mom of her son and as a wife to Josh as their family went through chemo for their son Malcolm's infant leukemia. And the story was just so well delivered. It was beautiful the way that she shared it and her grace and just such a powerful story that, you know, Carolyn was able to share the deepest parts of this story as well as the the highlights and the successes and the fact that Malcolm is a little champion through all of this. It was a very emotional story. And I always test to make sure that the sound of the recording is is starting off well but I can admit now that I didn't know enough about the sound or recording or how to record or where to record or anything like that I was very transparent about that when I started this this adventure and so what had happened was I get back to BC and well not back to BC I guess I get to BC because even though I've been here before that was like as I'm driving across so Carolyn had shared this story with me. I get back, I get to, we've already been over this. I was to BC and I went to listen to it and it was super staticky and I, I couldn't fix it. I couldn't edit that scratch out of it. So I had some third parties kind of try and jump in and help me reduce that, the scratch and the static sound but it just wasn't working. Now this is well before Bali and if you were listening to the TGITs that take or that took place while I was in Bali, I was having some issues with the mic there. So by the time I returned from Bali, I still had so much content, right, that I'd already pre-recorded that I was ready to upload. Uh, but then I was still facing the issues with this freaking microphone and I thought this is ridiculous. Obviously now yes, it's going to be time for me to upgrade. I recognize that. But I just didn't have that disposable income to put into new gear. So I tried to do my best. As you also know, I had been using my Apple headphones for a while and was getting by with those. Even with some guests, I would place that super strategically between our faces and would record <laughs> the podcast that way. Thank you, Apple headphones. I basically got the content out there regardless, although I just felt super defeated that it wasn't the clear, crisp sound that I was hoping for. So I finally had hit that breaking point. And I thought, you know what, Amanda, you believe in this thing more than anything ever. And it really makes your heart beat. And you're still getting these wonderful, beautiful messages from all the way around the world, from people you know and people that you don't know about how this podcast or, or your guest stories are impacting them and their lives or are just making them smile, feel less alone, all of the goodness, right? So I thought, I'm doing it. I did my research. I originally had ended up with a Zoom H6 and then had a reality check and went, Amanda, you really don't need this high tech. You need high tech, but you don't need this high tech. 
So I just took the one step down and I had exchanged it and I got the Zoom H5, which has been everything and more. So I obviously got super excited about it. And then as I was playing around with it, I noticed that it was picking up a lot of extra mic noise. This thing was so sense is so sensitive that, you know, if you just tap your fingers or, you know, rub your fingertips together, it was picking up that sound from ages away. I thought, no, okay, this is maybe, maybe, maybe too good. Now what do I do? So then even when you hold it between your hands or, or, you know, even in just in one hand, it's so sensitive that it, it picks up the sound of you holding the actual device itself. So then I did some research into some of my favorite podcasts and they in fact do use the H5, which is great, but they use external microphones. So um, the H5 actually has these two XLR inputs in the, in the bottom. So imagine just this like rectangular device. And then in the bottom of it, it has two, um, two spots where you can actually plug in these cables, one for me and one for a guest, or currently I'm just running it with one. And then you put that one in and then that goes on a 15 foot, it's a 15 foot cable that goes to a handheld microphone, which then I put into a mic stand, which I'd also not really upgraded necessarily, but I um, originally just had a vertical uh, vocal mic type stand that you would see if someone was standing singing on stage but then you know how you can get the ones that have the two-piece where they it gives you more mobility in the middle so that you can actually change the height of it and then also it's it's called a boom so you can actually put it more directly in front of your face so this might be used for other people in a band besides the singer for certain instruments generally maybe a drummer or something like that that can actually sit right in front of his face yes so I got that one the vision that I actually had at this point when I actually went in and I said, okay, guys, I know I figured it out. I finally figured it out. I don't just need the H5. I need two mics and the cords and boom stands. And they're like, okay, we can totally make this happen. But you know what my vision was? Because I was going over to spend the weekend with Jess Lee. My vision was recording for the podcast, sitting across from one of my best friends, one of us sitting on a couch, one of us sitting on a beanbag or both of us on the floor, whatever, both of us on the end of the couch so that you're sitting super comfortably. You've got the mic in front of you. You don't actually have to hold anything. I can monitor with the headphones and do all of the techie stuff. My biggest thing was for my guests because a lot of the stories that come out are super vulnerable. I don't want my guests to have to worry about holding something in front of them. I don't want them to have something in their hands. I want that raw conversation to be able to happen where if they need to grab a tissue, they can grab a tissue. They can dab their eyes. They're not going to have to worry about holding onto a microphone. And it just makes it, in my opinion, feel more real. So that's what we're running with. And that's what I'm so excited about. I hope that there is going to be that notice of the sound. Um, and actually on Monday, you are going to hear my first real interview with a guest. So my, my friend Karen is going to be on. We recorded earlier this week. And so hers is going to be coming out on Monday. And she's going to share some stories about being an ICU nurse and life with Crohn's. So definitely stay tuned for that one. That's going to be a biggie. But yes, so my new setup is great. I hope you love it. I hope that you can notice the difference. I also hope that uh, people keep reaching out because I'm loving it. And when people are like, hey, so-and-so would be a great guest, you should reach out. Because guess what else this thing does? It does the phone calls. Now, obviously, I've also expressed that my preference is to record with someone, to actually sit down, sit with them, share space with them, hold space if they need it, have a glass of wine or a cup of tea or a coffee, whatever. 
but actually physically be with them. I also understand that that can't always be the case. So again, throwing it out there that if you live remotely or if you have a story to share or if something has really resonated with you, please continue reaching out. You can reach me at the safehavenpodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you could send me a message on Facebook or on Instagram. The handle is just the Safe Haven Podcast. Guys, let me tell you what happened a few days ago. This is kind of where Amanda starts to get a little bit vulnerable. I can already tell too because my throat is just on fire. My throat chakra has been really choked up all day long because I am going to be opening up about a low that I had last week and about some shitty things that have happened this week. But here's me practicing what I preach. I'm going to open up. I'm going to share some opinions. I'm going to share some perspectives, some emotions that I went through this week and just be really real. But in order to get into that, I need to tell you what happened earlier this week. I will not disclose locations or exact times or anything like that, but I got in a fender bender earlier this week. I was leaving one of my jobs and a student driver hit my car. That's my side of the story. He says I sped up. We are all entitled to our own opinions. If you actually look at where my car was hit, in my opinion, (laughs) have to be careful, he hit me. It's unfortunate. It's a really shitty situation. It is what it is. I recognize too that when you actually go and have an estimate for the damages done that they might jack up the the estimate because every part is going to be brand new. They're not using secondhand parts or wrecker cars or anything like that. So I get it. But then um, as we were talking things out, turns out that one of the rims on this car was over $2,000, which made me want to puke. So basically two of his rims are the same price as my Mazda 3. No big deal. Maybe three of them. Let's get real. It's maybe a bit, maybe it's about six grand. It is what it is. Really shitty situation. So that is how one of my days earlier this week went, leaving, leaving one of my jobs and got hit and then spent the rest of my day chasing down, like, does this need to be reported to the police? And the good news was, is that this person was pretty, I guess in, in hindsight, it was probably the best kind of person I could have dealt with personality wise, because even though he said, yo, like what, what the heck you sped up and you hit me. And I'm like, uh, no, I definitely did not. I was in the right of way lane, leaving this parking lot. You drove into me. You can see based on location as to where you've hit me that you drove into me. Regardless, I'm not going to argue. You have your opinions. I've got mine. This is so shitty. I'm not going to discount that, um, but because no one was injured and because we it wasn't a hit and run, we didn't have to report it to the police, which was probably a great thing. Uh, however, I spent the rest of my day chasing down insurance back in Ontario and here and figuring out what my next steps were. This is my first car accident ever, so I'm obviously a mega noob at this. I have no idea how to do it, but then after I started talking and, you know, I called Riley and I told him and I called my dad and had a teary chat with him and um, just tried to wrap your head around it. It's like, okay, so now what are my next steps here? So the good news is is that the people that deal with this all the time, like the insurance people, basically tell you, okay, A, B, C, and D. When you're done that, leave the rest to us and we will keep you posted, which is excellent, especially when you're emotional like I was. I My eyes were so red and so sore by the end of the day. 
I looked like I'd had some sort of an allergic reaction to something awful. I cried so much all day long. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so the worst, worst case scenario, because the damages are almost $3,000 to my car, is that I will have to pay my $500 deductible. Okay. All right. But then I started thinking about that money, right? So we all, we all come down to money and this is where the vulnerability starts to kind of come out here is money. We love it. We also hate it. It also, unfortunately, dictates so much of what we do and the pleasure that we experience in life in some way, shape or form. Right. So when I tried to digest, you know, like I said, at worst case scenario, I've got to cough up $500 to cover the repairs for my car. It is what it is. Fortunately, with the premium that I pay, I have a part in. Yay. Go travelers, insurance, whatever. But then this also reminded me of a conversation that I had last weekend with the one and only Jessica Lee. Now, this is where the conversation had started about money. Okay, so last week I had a a mega low when I was thinking about finances. And again, as I've mentioned briefly in the podcast, I'm on my own financially, like on my own, on my own, and have been for basically since university, like second year university. And I don't ask for help. I very, very seldom accept help. These are my life choices. I recognize that. I have lived a very fun lifestyle for the last few years with traveling and teaching abroad. So I am in no way complaining. I'm only bringing an awareness to the fact that everybody has a different money story. Okay. So last week... And don't worry for anyone listening who's like, I know exactly who that was. Guess what? I've already spoken to all parties involved, including the mother who's a friend of mine. So chill out, relax. I'm not going to mention a single name, but you're probably, if you are from where I grew up, you may or may not recognize this situation. Again, I've already spoken to the mother involved, so don't fight me on this, okay? This is simply just getting vulnerable with you and sharing my perspective and my feelings and the emotions that I experienced last week when all of this had come around. As you know, I like to think that you're aware, especially if you've been following along with the podcast, that this has become such a dream of mine. And never once was it ever started as a business endeavor or as something that I I set out to make money with. It was always from the heart. It was always as a connector, as a networker, as a storytelling platform to help connect voices and hearts and souls around the world. That's it. As it started to grow and grow quickly and literally went around the world, I had other friends and you know, people close to me say that I should try and monetize this in some way, which became intriguing after I had dropped on my MacBook Pro, another $400 US on the platform to deliver the podcast, another five, six, seven, I don't know, maybe like $700 on the equipment, and then numerous tanks of gas, right, to chase content. I am not complaining. 
Okay. I'm not complaining. I am simply stating the facts and I'm bringing in an awareness to how much I have put into my dream. Okay. Again, I recognize that these are life choices, but this is also something that I'm not going to stop because shit's getting real and because it's turned out to be something expensive. Um, but what, what hit me last week was there was a post that was put and it kind of went viral within a lot of people that I know raising money for a wonderful human being in her early teens who participates in a very unique sport and has been invited to a rather spectacular event and was looking to to raise some money to help her with this goal. And at first I was like, yo, like this is wicked. Go girl. You know, and then I kind of looked at, at the goal because I, you know, I read the little, the little blurb on it and I was like, man, I love the fact that I know this girl. I don't know her well, but I love the fact that I know her mom and I know her family. And I think that this is just incredible. So then I looked at the goal and it wasn't the goal that got me. It was how fast it was achieved. Now I was not upset by this. Okay. I was not upset. All it made me do was reflect on how, how small I felt. And I, I recognize, I can't communicate enough how much I recognize that in hindsight, now with a clear mind and having chatted this out with one of my best friends, I recognize how this may sound to a listener who's completely uninvolved in this. Okay. I, I get this. I understand. I'm only sharing, which I'll probably keep repeating for the rest of this podcast, that I understand. I'm simply sharing. So anyways, when I got that, I did feel defeated and a bit deflated because I have a, it's um it's a crowdfunding page that is actually connected to this podcast because, you know, when people started saying to me, yo, you should monetize this in some way, or, you know, maybe someone could donate a monthly pledge or something like that to you, or you should set up a GoFundMe page or something like that to support it. Well, through the platform that I use, which is called Podbean, they allow you to set up when you've paid the premium, which I have, they allow you to set up a crowdfunding sponsorship page basically where you can collect pledges and they could be one times, they could be 10 times, they could be a monthly depending on what you choose to support the podcast. So I started thinking, okay, well maybe as I set up the page, maybe I'll set it up to be like a, you know, a donate whatever you want kind of thing. And I'm thinking, well, you know, if someone could pitch in two bucks a month, if I've got a thousand listeners, well, this podcast is more than going to support itself. You know, that's a lot of tanks of gas. That's like the best of the best equipment. And it means that it's consistent. It means that I can keep going. It means that I can actually set up a space or rent studio spaces when I travel around to chase content or, you know, next time I'm back in Ontario or back in Toronto, I could rent an Airbnb for a weekend and just cycle people through to record and hang out with them and have interviews with them, right? This is where my mind is working. It's simply based on podcast content and continuing the stream. But because I have received um, three three donations, which comes to a total of $16. Um, that was kind of, I think, what surprised me was thinking that I, I just was wondering or really reflecting, going a bit introspective and thinking, why, why hasn't there been the support when people seem to verbally support it so much? And I love what you're doing. I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. 
Or when I had sent out these messages about the sweaters, for example, I thought, well, if people aren't going to donate to a crowdfunding page, maybe it's because they don't want to have $2 a month taken out of their bank account or whatever. And I kind of tried to put a funny on it. And I was like, oh, just pretend that you're buying me a beer once a month or pretend that you're buying me a coffee once a month, you know? And, but that was just kind of where my idea was going. It also came from an idea from Amanda Palmer. I don't know if you know who Amanda Palmer is, but she actually did a TED talk called The Art of Asking. And it's also a book that she's done, The Art of Asking, which I can totally link as well at the bottom of the podcast. Um, so she's a musician and she was creating this music and uploading it. And instead of asking for monies per download, she was simply asking for donations. And Amanda Palmer has now made millions and is chasing her dreams and is living her best life, you know, because people were really vibing with what she was providing for them and their ears and their hearts and souls. So that's that. So then the sweaters thing had come around and that actually kind of surprised me because I was thinking when Allison, Allison, I love you. Uh, the day that I launched the podcast well, actually not launched it. The day that I'd officially remember, it was May 9th. I got up, I got the Instagram thing sorted. I got my email sorted. I started writing down my list of people that I really wanted to have as guests and started to just kind of get a bit more vocal about what this podcast was going to be in my, in my opinion, what my visions were, whatever. And so for my birthday, Allison had actually just went out to Stedman's and she bought this, this big crew neck sweater and she did the, the print on it where you'd get the printer paper and then iron on a print and I didn't actually have a logo at that point but she got this print that had a tree almost looks like that tree of life and it said the safe haven podcast underneath it and she had the hashtag safe haven podcast under it brought me to tears when I got it because I thought girl you just believe in my vision so much as well and I really appreciate this well sure enough I posted it to Instagram and I had I don't know 25 comments on it that was like oh my gosh are you selling these I want one I want one so I was really surprised when I actually kind of have put that link up there and was like, hey, just putting out numbers. If anyone's interested in a Safe Haven podcast, I'm going to have black with gold font on it. I'm going to have black with white. I'm going to have green with white. And I'm going to have light gray with, with green, emerald green font on it. Let me know if you're keen on a hoodie or on a crew neck just to get some numbers. So then that surprised me too. So I thought, hmm, I wonder what different ways I could actually support this podcast at least to cover cover some costs long story short of that I basically just kept saying you know what Amanda you're doing this for you it doesn't matter if you've got support or not you need to just pull your head in so once I actually kind of thought about it and this is actually before communicating it I really tried to digest it but I couldn't so I actually reached out to one of my besties back home Danny B love you Danny B definitely always knows how to just Amanda, pull your head in. So I really value you, Danielle. And I also reached out to another girlfriend of mine, Nancy. And just kind of, I just, I said, look, I'm not asking anyone else about this. I just want your opinion on this. What do you think? They had already said basically the same thing that I'd already thought about. But I just needed to hear it from people that I love inside out. And they gave that to me. So I felt with that reassurance that I was able to move forward and stop comparing there are no similarities here between age, dream that we're chasing, anything like that. So get over it, basically. Now, I knew that, but now being able to hear that from two people that I value so highly was, was important for me to just keep moving, moving forward. So then on the weekend when I was hanging out with Jess, 
and I was just kind of sharing this with Jess and I was just kind of sharing, you know, what Danny had said and what Nancy had said and, you know, that I was feeling so much better about it. But, you know, it was just something, it was just food for thought. And I just kept thinking, this has nothing against the event. This has nothing against the family involved. Like I'm actually really stoked for them. This is, this is amazing. Guys, there's no bad bone in my body. There's no mean judgmental bone in my body there's just a lot of analysis and reflection and pondering and wonder and and that's where this came from and because I'm an emotional person and because I've put so much of my heart and soul into this I want to see it succeed so when I was communicating this with Jess um and you know obviously she'd recognized that yes I was in a way better place than I had been earlier that week but she was definitely the one to bring up their relationships with money now this is kind of where it kept going Because in that vulnerability component of this, when you think of relationships with money, they differ per person, even if you've grown up in the same household. It has so much to do with life experience and things that maybe you aspire to have or maybe your education, maybe goals that you have. There's so many different things. And Cindy, hey, Cindy, Cindy Thistle, I adore you. And I'm so happy we're friends. We always bounce ideas off of one another. And um, so she's been really great about different ideas for podcast content. So granted, when Cindy mentioned anything, I was in. I was like, you know, that's really good. And because our mindsets are so similar on so many different things, I just we can run with them and we can have these little back and forth ideas about it. And, and so sure enough, this week's was about relationships with money. And I thought, Cindy, get out of here. You're so good. And when she was starting to talk about it, you know, she opened up and had said, I really had to analyze my money story and my relationship with money as I was growing up because, you know, my dad had told me that, rich people are bad. So I never wanted money because I didn't want to be bad. Or, you know, guys, think of how many limiting beliefs we have about money. They're gigantic and there are so many of them. And often we aspire to have, you know, the amount that keeps us comfortable or we aspire to have a lot, but we don't know what to do with it. Or, you know, these limiting beliefs that we have can really dictate our happiness. And and if we're chasing it, for the wrong reasons and we're not grateful for it, then it's not, it's not going to be a positive experience for us at all. So when Jess kind of called me out on that and then I had Cindy go into it as well and we were kind of starting to think, so Cindy had popped in the idea into my mind about uh, money stories and relationships with money and because Jess had said, you know, it just sounds like right now you've got such a negative relationship with money. And at first it kind of took me back because I was like, Jessica, that's not true. Obviously, that was my ego talking. And the reality is that, yeah, recently I have not had the best relationship with money because I haven't had a paycheck since June. So that weighs down on you, especially when you are on trips. And yeah, you've got savings. But when you have to start relying on pinching pennies and a visa card or a, or a line of credit or something like that, it doesn't personally put me this is obviously me sharing my perspectives my opinions my experiences it doesn't put me in a good place mentally or emotionally because I I just don't like having to rely on negative funds basically is 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 what my opinion is or my viewpoint of that 
So when Jess had pulled that out and she said, you know, think of how grateful you've been in the past with money. I don't see that from you right now. And, you know, you've been so focused on, you know, making making money to to cover losses. That's not the way you should be looking at it. You know, think of your practices in the past where you find a freaking nickel on the ground and you're over the moon. A dime, it's like, hallelujah, a quarter, take me to the bank, you know? You got to think about the money that you're finding or that is entering your life in some way, shape or form and just be grateful for it. Whether that's 20 bucks that your grandma threw in your your card for your birthday or, you know, something that someone has given you as a thank you, they threw you a $50 gift card to the keg. Guys, that's money. And the way that it comes at you and be so appreciative of, of your paychecks and of that money that you find on the ground or the money that you find in your pocket that you went through the wash and it's still in your pocket and someone hasn't scooped it out of the washing machine. Like this is all something to be grateful for and about. And that relationship with money, I know because of past experiences that if you extend that gratitude to the dollar bills in your life, it will come around more freely. So I recognize, I think I just needed a bit of a slap in the face from Jessica. Thank you was that I just had been so focused on the negatives that I was only seeing negatives. And the real slap in the face this week was getting hit in the parking lot. You know, that's potentially another $500 out of my pocket, which sucks. It really freaking sucks. But you guys, I've been working since I got back from Ontario and I just got offered a 15-day consecutive gig in a special ed class, which I took, by the way. And so, I mean... There's support coming in other ways. Jess made a really great point too. She's like, Amanda, the fact that your sister wants to buy multiple sweaters just to support you is such a beautiful thing. I was like, you're right. You know, or the fact that I went out for beers the other night and and, and my friend bought the beers. Or, you know, last weekend when Jess and I went out for, for dinner together, Jess covered dinner. And I never, I never asked. It was never assumed. It was offered. And that that is such a beautiful thing and that I'm so grateful for that. And I just, I feel so supported in other ways. And that's, I think, what my biggest message is here is that a relationship with money, we really need to analyze what our personal relationships with money are. And then this got me thinking because obviously I had a great conversation with Cindy. And Cindy, this is going to be part one of part two because I really think that I'm actually going to have one of my accountant friends on here about having a healthy relationship with money. But I did do a little bit of reading so that I could actually support this in some way because I think that it's really important. And I am going to put the links at the bottom of the podcast. But when you think about health and wellness, it's not just mental health and it's not just physical health. Financial health is gigantic. When you look at how your finances can impact so many different areas of your life, it's really important to think positively about money and to not feel limited or to be able to embrace hardships with a smile because everything is cyclical and nothing is permanent. Nothing is forever. Money can be made. You can make more. Obviously, I had to keep reminding myself this over the last few months. But when you think about financial health and wellness, that includes you know, spending based on your values or having low or reasonable debt, saving money to meet your goals or having a bit of a safety net, but that this definitely stems from childhood money scripts or money stories that we tell ourselves. 
So, you know, that could be money doesn't grow on trees, which basically means that you have to work your butt off for it or no pain, no gain. So you kind of think that, well, I've got to like literally have blood, sweat and tears that go into my dollar dollar bills in my bank account or it's not I haven't earned it properly. Obviously, these are just two two of the limiting beliefs. There are so many out there, but you know, Cindy proved a really good point even with hers when she said that her dad used to tell her that rich uh, rich people were mean or snotty or bad or whatever, and and therefore, you know, th- for Cindy's entire life, she tried not to make money because she didn't want to be mean or snotty, and who would? But guys, I know a lot of wealthy people and that is not the case. So that is definitely a limiting belief. And why would we ever hold ourselves back from chasing our dreams, including our financial ones? I don't know, beyond me. But yeah, that was a um, a psychocentral.com blog that was on there, which was really, really great. But the limiting beliefs about money are actually quite interesting. Okay, I've got them right here. Okay, so... Some of the limiting beliefs that are listed here that I will attach at the bottom were that money is the root of all evil. Natural. Money is not important. It's only money. Money is there to be spent. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Another one is, I'm just not good with money. God, I hear that one all the time. My family's never been rich. Okay, well, that doesn't mean you can't be. Money is a limited resource. Wow, these are big ones, eh? You have to work too hard to get wealthy. That's also not true. Um, either rich or happy. No, <laughs> you can be both. Or the last one that they've listed here just says, it's selfish to want a lot of money. Also not true. So I think that I I harped a little bit last week on this podcast that I've been listening to called Her Money, and it's been really shaping my perspectives. And that's why I feel like even over the last little while, while I've had money on the brain, right, whether it's been in this way that I've needed to snap out of it, you know, and have these lovely people in my life really help me get through that or listening to these different perspectives on on finances and, and wealth and about how you can acquire it and how you can maintain it. So yes, very good. And then I just wanted to wrap up with the 15 ways to improve your relationship with money, which were just some things that really helped me kind of digest how I've been feeling over the last little while. But here they are, again, linked at the bottom. So 15 ways as listed here on Forbes.com to improve your relationship with money. Pay attention to it. Definitely. Make time for it. Prioritize it. Celebrate the good. Forgive the bad. Keep a sense of humor. Respect it. That is gigantic. If you want any kind of relationship with money, you got to respect it. Don't manipulate it or try to power play with it. Don't blame it for your bad mood. God, did I have to read that one twice this week. (laughs) Um, Don't lose yourself in it. Seek to understand it. Recognize differences between wants and needs. Seek clarity. And then have faith in your long-term vision. That's where I wanted to wrap this up full circle because 
This is my long-term vision. I recognize that there are going to be highs and lows. I recognize that there are going to be financial stresses in life. I also recognize that this is not long-term. This is not permanent. It is cyclical, and I'm okay with that. I am also happy to keep embracing the hard days because I know what it's like to have good ones. I know what it's like to have amazing days and amazing successes and to have those steady paychecks that help me live the life that I am so happy living. And guys, just because I've had some hard weeks and hard months does not mean, it definitely does not mean that I'm unhappy because I, I'm probably the farthest thing from unhappy. Sometimes I just have shitty days. I am not always at a 10. Sometimes I get upset and that's okay because believe it or not, I'm a human. I really hope that the vulnerable aspect of this podcast episode was well received and that the listeners recognized that there was no malintent here at all, no negativity, no judgment with what had gone down last week, simply just different perspectives and learning curves for me with emotion and digesting certain things that happen in the external world that I have no control over. I can only control how I react and that's what I continue to practice every day. So I just wanted to share a little bit about that with you. Uh, This was not a cry for help in any way, shape or form. This is simply being real and raw with you, sharing what goes on in a day of my life Uh, or a few days, and that I am a human as well. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Safe Haven Podcast. Please make sure that you subscribe, like, rate, review, and share these episodes, and comment as you follow along. Your generous support keeps the messages and sharing coming your way. You can find the Safe Haven Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. I also invite you to follow along on Instagram at the Safe Haven Podcast for the latest updates. I'll talk to you next week.